Who would be your dream rangy fella at the back? Yeah. Picking up high balls. Solid enough, creative enough, interesting enough, fine, go with that. That's my Tinder profile. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's like, a, it's like a wise friend once said to me, you can put lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. Is our podcast a pig is my question. I've been reprimanded. I've been admonished. Flashing me there on the Zoom. Am I? No, you weren't. This is filth. Stop this, please. Wait, I've record. I've got a record. I'm not recording yet. Oh, yeah, you've got a record. Right, I'm bunging my headphones in then. Hashtag same. There we go. Yeah, we're back in the game. How are you, Cass? I'm all right. I'm finding it a slog this time round, the old lockdown. It's gruelling. I feel quite low, but in just a... Can't really be bothered with anything. There's been a cream egg by my bed for a week and I just can't be bothered to eat it. Something's got to be up. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I managed to get into my miniature whiskey, which has this black wax around it. So you have to stab at it to open it up. Um, So I've got my space side on the go. So how are you doing? I'm okay. I hear you with the lockdown being a bit of a slog this time. I'm struggling to get like excited about stuff. Maybe maybe because the days are feeling it's feeling quite monotonous. Absolutely. Um but still grateful, grateful for this, grateful for friends. You're not included in that. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um grateful for food, grateful for planking. PL planking we've both been planking haven't we Kath we have but don't get ahead of yourself because it's on my list for this meeting um I'm gonna do a work ons feature because I do my prep you know you do and I'm gonna start this by saying I've done zero prep because Mm. I got home from um work at about quarter to six made dinner and put it in the oven at six o'clock did my Welsh class six till seven thirty ate dinner to then come and meet you and it's been non-stop and I found mm. my tax return. Yeah, it's about prioritising though, isn't it? You're peering disdainfully at your whiskey, like butter wouldn't melt. Now, if I hadn't been so rushed... <laughs> Stop saying it as if I'm the one who's been rushing you. It's all down to your poor planning. This might come back up in the work on section. <laughs> it might well do. So just to set the scene, we're trying a different strategy this time round. We are just meeting to talk and we're recording as we go to see if we're a bit more kind of spontaneous, fluid, you know, if there's a spark there. Um, yeah, there's no spark. <laughs> what we're trying to do is respond to things in the moment. So today the Welsh squad has been announced. Welsh men's, men's squad. Yeah, of course, forgive me, I should have been clearer there. So we thought we'd have a little tete-a-tete about the decisions, um, any major surprises, anything we're really pleased about, any disappointments, Jamie Roberts. Um, (laughs) And then what we'll probably do is also record a pod 
before the first game and then maybe a pod after the first game and we'll sort of splice it together. Well, I will because I'm the editor, but <clears throat> I'm the producer and the planner and... I just sort of bring the magic, I guess. <laughs> Gotta stop making myself laugh. That's a work yeah. on as well. That is a work on. So yeah, shall I do the headlines? Can you? I'll invite you to feed into the process. So I think the big news, and actually something that reminded me of another team name that I came up with for one of your quizzes, just to call back to the previous podcast, um, shout out to Hugh Jenkins, who I think quite enjoyed that. Um, Lidiot, like the idiot. Lidiot. <laughs> Do you remember that one? So anyway, that's the big news. Lidiot is back in. Uh, we've got Big Ken back. We've got Josh Navidi back. Last hurrah for Jake Ball. We've got news that Alan Wynne-Jones is winning the fitness battle. Uh, we've got Josh McLeod, who I don't know anything about. Don't even know if that's how you pronounce his name. It is. Uh, thank you. And then Botham and Shane Lewis Hughes have been axed, which led me on to the work on this feature, but we'll go, uh, we'll go to that later. Um, and the other one is no, no room for Johan Lloyd. So those are my headliners. So I'd like to invite some input from you. Mm. First, first things first, lovely to see Dan Lydiot back in the mix. An informed Dan oh, Lydiot. He's, he's just excellent, isn't he? With an informed Tipperick and an oh. informed Falatau. As also friend of the pod, Oliver Morgan Thomas, uh, was texting with me earlier today. Um, he was like, well, Pivac's got to win like three games at least, yeah. hasn't he? Otherwise he's gone. So it's partly a squad that's saying, let's win at all costs. And I think that might be a reason that someone with the experience and the physicality of a Dan Lidiot, but also the form. Like he, re I think Dan Lidiot deserves to be there on form regardless. Exactly. I think um, that's the thing that's pleasing. Yes, he's a big name from the past, but he's not there because of that. Yes, he's experienced, but it's because he's playing particularly well now. And I do believe that, you know? Yeah. Great to see Jarrah Evans back in there. Yeah. Really excited because him and like great that Thomas Williams has been back and on fire for the Blues and obviously with Jared Evans would love to see at some point both of them start together. I don't know if we will, but like just the possibility of that is delightful. Mm -hmm. Ollie and I were also a bit like, <sighs> I mean, it's cutthroat, isn't it? But it's like Jake Ball is leaving the second row is one of those places where I think we really have paucity of like, mm -hmm. like there doesn't seem to be that many answers to the big what happens when Alan Wynne-Jones retires question. And I still don't feel like we've answered any of those questions in this squad. So I'll be very interested to see, especially if he doesn't start, say, the first game or if, you know, if his fitness maybe isn't quite as... Um, good as we thought how that second row looks we've got Beard we've got Jake Ball AWJ Corey Hill is he injured? Um, I can't remember we're nothing if not prepared <laughs> I was very happy to see 
Johnny Williams in there. I mean, I think he was going to be he was going to be in there every day of the week. Pivak seemed to imply though that he he's definitely the starter at twelve. He's sort of nailed on there because when he was talking about the Jamie Roberts issue, he said at his age, if we were bringing him in, we'd want him to be a starter. We don't want him to just be around the other guys because there are younger players we can develop instead. Which suggests that Lydia is being brought in as the starter. I guess if that logic follows. There was an interview with Aaron wainwright maybe over christmas where he was talking about how pivac it wants to develop him as an eight and i love that because i think he has a lot of the skill set of a young talupi falatau and thinking ahead you need somebody who is like wainwright is five six years younger than he than, than falatau is who is going to be able to like build on his legacy so that the systems that that PVAC wants to put in place. I think things started to look really interesting and really exciting when you had like Falatau and Tipperick playing in those wide channels and that's something that Wainwright can do too. So whilst he might have wanted to be a starter, I think it would be great if in these Six Nations we see him coming off the bench consistently at like 50 minutes or something and developing his game at eight. You can't take Falatau off, though, if he's in that oh, kind of form. Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, is, is there anybody, aside from Ardi Savia, who, like, I would never take off... I knew you'd off... find a way. <laughs> <laughs> but who I would never take off a rugby pitch. Mm. I actually think I might... I think I like Falatau more than I like Ardi. Yeah. Yeah, I think I do. so. Yeah, as a player. So do you think, then, the future is... Shane Lewis-Hughes, James Botham and Aaron Wainwright. I guess Moriarty, if he can get a run. Navidi's probably too old to be a um, legitimate long-term prospect. Um, Maybe that's the the new back room. Do you think Priestland should feel hard done by? No, I think he, he knew what he was... You know, he knew the decision that he was making when he went. And yes, he's playing well, but so's Sheedy, so's Evans, so's Bigger. Uh, so no, I don't think he can feel too hard done by, really. I wouldn't, I, I mean, if he'd been in, I wouldn't have been clamouring to get him out. Uh, but I don't feel hugely sad for him. I don't know, what do you think? Um, I think thinking about form, he has been in really good form. Um, And I think Callum Sheedy is probably lucky to be in there. Like, Callum Sheedy is probably in there because he's young and Pivac wants to develop him. But in terms of form in the last few, like, months, weeks, months in the Premiership, I think Reese Priestland's been on fire. Um, I've just um, got the squad up again. So another talking point might be no Sam Parry at hooker. Ryan Elias still holds on. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? But I suppose now that Ken's back, they they just think, well, Ken Ken's our man, so it doesn't really matter so much. I, I guess that's what they're... Uh, they're putting all their eggs in the Ken basket. And we've all been guilty of that, oh haven't we? Oh my gosh, yeah, why wouldn't you? So I think that's the reason, really. They're not looking beyond him. And I know, I guess, after 60 or 70 minutes, maybe particularly in the first few, 
matches but yeah I think that's the that's the vibe there I think Lewis Reese Samet's got to be given a proper go on the wing because if you look at all the other sort of wings or back three options Halfpenny and Williams are not going to be around for that much longer I'm not sure Hallam Amos has ever really hit his stride in the Welsh jersey it's a little bit like Geordie Barrett at fullback. Oh, snore. Exactly. I'm not scared or interested. <laughs> Geordie Barrett, I'm not scared or interested. No, Ardy, no thank you. <laughs> what I'm trying to articulate is if someone says Damien McKenzie at fullback, I'm immediately like, I want to watch that. He's going to do something amazing, he's going to provide something different. Is the, is the classic fullback slowly dying? I feel like Liam Williams is quite a classic fullback, isn't he? Like great under the high ball, but also a great kind of electric talent. Yeah, got an edge, feisty, got, brave. Exactly, he's got a bit of a bit, bit of JPR about him. <laughs> but then half penny, industrious, excellent under the high ball, very consistent, but like not an attacking threat. Like he's a great defensive fullback. But I really don't know who, what their plan is there. I don't know who they're lining up. Yeah. I've always thought of it as quite a specialty position. And I think Mm. in the last couple of years, maybe it's become less of a specialty position because you've got a lot of people who are wings and fullbacks or Mm. fly halves and fullbacks, or you play that like dual pivot thing like, like the All Blacks do. And it makes me yearn sometimes for a sort of like, rangy fella at the back you know <laughs> I bet it does <laughs> <laughs> where's Lee Byrne what a talent <laughs> the Byrne identity that was the name of his book that's brilliant so what do you think they said to Jamie Roberts what is his work on because Botham apparently needs heft he needs a bit more physicality Webb needs pace and better passing um, what about Shane Lewis Hughes? I thought he was quite hard done by. Yeah, that was interesting though because he didn't. Uh, Pivac didn't really say anything about him. He just said, "Yeah, he was in our discussions. He was close. He missed out. They're players for the future." But he didn't. Yeah, he didn't specify an issue. Um, oh, was it that? Yeah, he said it was a decision between an experienced, informed player and a young player for the future. So they Lids. went with Lydia, I guess, yeah. to to ma- yeah maximise his um, current form. Um, yeah, so what do we think they said to Jamie Roberts? Um, I think they probably said humility. <laughs> um, no, nah, that's me being salty, salty and chopsy. No, they did say that point about he wouldn't be a starter, so there's no point having him in. That, yeah, yeah that, and I and that's I think fair enough. this isn't this isn't the Blues Super Rugby Aotearoa squad. You can't just bring in Dan Carter for a bit of injury cover to give the lads, a, you know, a bit of pep talk and experience. I, I I don't know if I don't know if Jamie Roberts as a mentor adds anything that Oof. Jonathan Davis already does. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if you want somebody in the centres who is going to 
um, mentor the boys, I think you'd go Foxy over... I mean, obviously, you'd go Foxy over Jamie Roberts. Mm, in almost every area. Both Welsh speakers, both uh, centres, both Lions player of the series, um, obviously in different series. Yeah, but they're just miles apart, aren't they? So, yeah, it's so like, far apart. It's like a, a Nadal and a Djokovic. Like, sure, Djokovic has lots of things after his name. You know, he's had lots of successes, but like, he's just not ever going to be the man and the player that Nadal is or that Federer is. It's like a Geordie Barrett and a Bowden Barrett. Oh, but I'm not... <sighs> I'm not inspired by Bowden. No, I know, but either. he is. You know, he's. I think he's got more chops than than Geordie has. Mm. So injury list: Moriarty, James Davis, Ellis Jenkins, friend of the pod, uh, Gareth Anscombe, Reese Patchell, and Scott Williams. Look at that injury list. Yeah, gutted for Scott Williams. He is the. Northern Hemisphere, Nehemil Scudder. Very loved players with really unique skill sets who have been absolutely ravaged by injury when they could have built a great international career. Yeah. Um, Patchell, I mean, I'm not... You know I'm not... Uh, I don't understand in the way the current team is playing why you would have both Bigger and Patchell. Oh, I feel like they're quite different people and different players. I don't know. Um, yeah, I like Patchell. But I like him as a... I'd like to sit and have a chat with him over dinner. I'd like to talk rugby yeah, so, with and him. Yeah, we're talking about rugby... We're talking about to play rugby mm. in, a, in a squad. Yeah. Would you want him to play in your team? Would I have him in my team? That's what I'm asking. That's what you're asking. Uh, no, not over the others. But I would have dinner with him over the others. I've no interest in sitting down with Sheedy or Evans for dinner. Bigger maybe, but... Ah. Uh, Who would you most like to sit down with, well, Falatel? Oh, 100%, every day of the week, in the Welsh, in the whole squad. Mm. I think what I'd enjoy, because I believe they were roommates for a while on several tours, is a tips Falatel triumvirate me tips valentine just having having <laughs> putting you in at six <laughs> in a way and i and i thank way i didn't want to disclose it on the pod but i shall i've had a wine um lids is having his moment now his mm. last hurrah paving the way for me to step in what is it that you think that you would bring at six <laughs> An intense competitive edge. Yeah. Um, a never say die attitude. Until and the first pizzazz. hit, and then you're off. <laughs> yeah. Just going to go for a I stretch, would... boys. Then I'm going to eat a plum. <laughs> I would revolutionise our team um, outfits. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And I would take it upon myself, no matter who had been booked, to sing the national anthem <laughs> before every game. <laughs> Never been done before. I get up on the mic. You do actually have a very nice singing voice, to be fair to you. 
I don't think my hen love and had I is quite my perfect range, but I'll give it a crack. Mm. I mean, obviously, we all give it a crack, but <laughs> take it down a semitone or two. <laughs> um, we're dancing around this, but what are our work-ons? I would like to start with um, athleticism, but then I would like to move on to <clears throat> our approach to making podcasts, yeah. Okay. My work-on is... Well, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm joking. You go. Tell me. My personal work on is is pain endurance. Oh, interesting. Think, um, because I give up very often the moment things are a bit hard, when actually I've got the capacity to do more. You know, like says the woman who planks for like six minutes. <laughs> There's a lot of pain there. But, yeah, but I, it's like with things like. Uh, running mm. I I think I'd like to get better at problem solving within the difficulty nice. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, something I've been listening to um, I think his name is James Clear he has a book called Atomic Habits um, and he espouses the value of the pre-mortem where you sit down and you think about uh, six months from now how have you failed and why did you fail and then you kind of work your way back so you could use that with your running or with other things and think what are the things that could go wrong in this run or this activity why did they go wrong what had i missed and then you could kind of put some things in place but i understand that you want to adapt in the moment i just wonder whether that would help to inform that ability think of me as a coach life coach oh i do neuroscientist um athlete <laughs> i'm just gonna make a card with that on <laughs> no credentials that's your but... tinder profile <laughs> <laughs> no, that's your linkedin that's your linkedin <laughs> yeah. um and it's a photo of you just about to catch a rugby ball <laughs> okay no but that's an interesting work on what what's your athletic work on kath i think I'm quite good at pain endurance because I am used to living in <laughs> constant physical yeah. pain. Um, I quite like that. Yeah, this hurts. Yes, this is hard, but I'm going to keep going. I think I find it hard to do um, just a little bit of active. You know, I, I find it hard to be consistent, mm. be like, well, just do something. Because I think, well, if, it, if it's not going to, if there's not going to be a big payoff or a big challenge, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not so interested. And that's the addict in me, I think, maybe. Um, but You'll cycle 50 miles, yeah, then you'll cycle five Yeah, miles. I wouldn't go out for five miles, mm. because why? Like the, Yeah. Um, but I am trying to work on that. And I also think variation, variety. I think I've been doing well with my cycling, but then realising I'm not doing the weights that I need to do, or running, or... Um, so that's my work on thinking about how I can do something every day and keep it nice and varied and also stretch because it's so boring, isn't it? But I do need to. Mm. Yeah, it is boring, but we do need to. Yeah, As we get older. Mm. And the plank, the plank I'm doing, I've just started that today as I shake something chronic. So I learned that the world record is like eight hours, something like that. Got quite a long way to go. Yeah, you have. Still good though. 
Okay, what about our work-ons for the pod? Because I want us to be in France for 2023. I want us to have a podcast. Oh, 10DP. Yeah. Um, sloshing around with some red wine. <laughs> um, my personal work-on is to leave more space, listen, not interrupt, and stop laughing at myself or you before <laughs> one of us is finished. <laughs> no, but that's part of our charm. I think a little bit of... Um, it's chemistry, isn't it? Yeah, I think I want to hammer out all the chemistry until we are efficient dynamos. <laughs> Do I mean dynamos? I don't know. Sure. Gazebos. No, that's not... Automatons. That's what I mean. Automatons. Well, like the modern player, am I right? Oh, amen, Geordie. Oh. <laughs> uh, Kath, what's your podcast work on? I'm interested in um, how do we harness our potential? What's our approach and how can we become credible? We are talking as fans, not as, and I know to look at me, you'd be like, that's someone who's played a lot of professional men's rugby. Um, She's played six. <laughs> alongside she, yeah. she is an aggressive blindside flanker with a chop tackle that, <laughs> that is feared. Um, is that, yeah, we, we are speaking out of love and passion for this thing that entertains us and like, engages us and and gets us to think about so many things not just in sport but in the rest of our lives um rather than i think there are plenty of podcasts that are about rugby featuring ex-players or you know people who are speaking in a way that is maybe much more critical of professionals selection players that kind of thing and I'm much more interested in actually being like what's the story that's being told here like you know what does rugby tell us or like what do we enjoy about rugby right now like that's the that's the space I want to occupy like what's it like to be a fan how are we feeling yeah we're carving out our own space it's a little bit like how for instance historians of certain countries the best historians of a country are very often not from that country because they can stand slightly outside it. They might have lived there for 20 years, but they are able to quite objectively have a look at the like culture, how that manifests and that kind of stuff. And I often wonder whether that's a little bit like our perspective on rugby, that like as Welsh women or as Welsh people, rugby is in our blood, but as Welsh women who for whatever reason, haven't played it or haven't had the opportunity to even dream about playing it the way a Welsh man can dream. You know, the end goal of of being a rugby player in Wales is quite different if you're a man or if you're a woman. Maybe we also have that foot outside a little bit. Just a couple more things I wanted to say. I was chatting to my father about the first three matches Shout out, Gareth. Yeah. We've got Ireland at home. We've got Scotland away. We've got England at home. And I was thinking, I can conceive of three from three and I conceive of... Zero from three. If we got a good win, say, against Ireland, I think we could then start to build. But I can also see getting stuffed by Ireland, losing again to Scotland, and then, uh, 
yeah, it's a very interesting setup. As Gats knew very well, Six Nations is a lot about momentum. For sure. So yeah, that that first week, that first the island game in a couple of weeks' time, it's gotta be Lids, Tips, Falatau, six, seven, yeah, eight. Hundred, yeah. Thomas Williams gotta be at nine. Yeah. Gotta be at nine. You imagine Dan Biggers at ten. I think they might well have Gareth Davis to start though. I yeah. think William should start, but I think that it is maybe a more conservative choice to have Bigger and yeah. Davis and then, yeah, then mix it up a now, bit. Now, Liam Williams, I think, is still serving his ban, He'll isn't be he? gone, yeah. yeah. So you have Halfpenny, Adams and Louis Rees-Samit, don't you? I think you have to. I think you've got to have a bit of fire on the wings there. Mm-hmm. Johnny Williams, Jonathan Davis in the centres. Yeah. Who's pairing with Alan Wynn? We've got Adam Beard, we've got Corey Hill. Jake Ball. It's probably Jake Ball and Alan Wynn. Mm-hmm. And then Big Ken, obviously, mm-hmm. like, welcome back. <laughs> we've missed Have you. whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, <laughs> we've missed you so much, Ken. Um, and can I just say, if there is one person who is single-handedly going to make it feel like the Principality Stadium is full when the anthem comes on... It is Ken yeah. Owens and I cannot wait because I normally yeah. I cry whenever the anthem comes on and I haven't during the automation, you know, any of the lockdown games. Big Ken might do it. I think he might, you know. Gosh, I'm yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing some of those combinations. Because the potential is there. You know, on paper, it's really exciting. Yeah. Um... I think a lot of this will come down to leadership and I don't just mean the leadership of Wayne Pivak. I think I mean the leadership of Alan Wynn and him pivoting away from being, because I think this is how he has to manage the last bit of his career now, pivoting away from being the talismanic, we're fucked if we don't have Alan Wynn, to using the power and the legacy that he's got to start imparting more power and prestige to other players who are going to kind of carry that mantle forward like it'd be really interesting to see him in these tests and to see if other leaders emerge or if there are you know other decision makers who who are given more power yeah and I think Alan Wynn will be hungry after the injury and also now that the Lions tour potentially will be delayed maybe he thinks right well go out with a bang for Wales now maybe this is it for him um so we might see a revitalized man um it's all I've ever looked for so So, yeah that's all I really had in my notes I think I've covered it all and we know that you had zero notes my passion lies across the pond so when it comes to the end of Feb and we're going to talk about the return of Super Rugby Aotearoa, I'll be there with some stats. I've already got of names of several rookies that I think we should be looking out for. Right then, thanks for that. Thank you. I might get one final whiskey. Yeah, I might have a swig of wine for the road. Mm. I think we've done quite well there. We got something. I guess those 22 years were worth yeah, a little. And I think it's actually been 23, but... Yeah, I'm surprised that you've downgraded us there. Oh, I constantly do. <laughs> yeah, I've known it for what, five years. 
And this is what she does. She puts this, she records this so that the listeners will have sympathy and I'm the bad Mm -hmm. guy. Always. But I am, I am the bad guy. She's the Scorpio. Should we press stop on the record on my audacity? Yeah. Let's end this. Let's end this hell.